As the sage burns and my apple spice cake cools on the counter, I welcome Libra energy into this space and into this realm. Now when the Libras arrive, you know what that means. It's finally fall. Time to break out my pumpkin-colored turtlenecks. And today, September 27th, is a special Libra day. It's the birth date of our spiritual twin, our North Star in the healing community, Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, the predominance of air signs in her natal astrology chart favors and amplifies her taste for relations and for all kinds of short trips, whether real or symbolic. So why not come and visit us in the deep night sometime, Gwitty? All sorts of great people are stopping in. Well, let's open the portal this week and see who we can find. It's time to spend another hour in the deep night. It's me, Del Shiver, and I'm so thrilled to be your host once more as we sail through this next hour of regrets and revelations. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And oh, she's looking lovely this time of year, a few leaves melting on her surface, and a shimmer of oil ringing a takeout container floating inside a tire. Fall really is the best time to be on the Gowanus Canal. Tonight's episode is the first live episode of the season. We had such a great time of it, welcoming talented comedians and actors to the stage at the Slipper Room. Now, in order of appearance, you'll hear from me, Shana Dunkelman, our percussionist for the evening, and then our guests, Chanel Ali, Taylor Ortega, Faria Khan, Lily Stein, and Sam Jay. It was a packed show. We had a magical night of it, and I hope you'll enjoy hearing it. Now, the next live one is November 14th at 8 p.m., back at the Slipper Room. And we already have some great guests on the lineup. So be sure and check that out. It's never too early to make plans. Plans are terrific. Libras love plans. Just don't change it on us at the last second. It takes me weeks to recover. The plan now is for you to sit back in your meditation hammock and enjoy this episode of Deep Night with me, Dale, and special guests. The Deep Night dancers, everybody. She spent a lot of her money on a spirit quest to India. And uh, my wife, Galinda, said, why don't you come and live with us? Which has been so great. <laughs> because uh, less room for my stuff, you know, which 
Awesome. And, uh, but whatever we can do to help young people making uh, poor choices is always great. Well, we have such a big show for you tonight. It's uh, so wonderful. I hope that you uh, leave tonight enlightened, uh, lifted, maybe a little damp, as if you have been in a medicinal bath uh, full of crystal shards and lady energy and rose petals. Wouldn't that be nice? I see a lot of turtlenecks out there. <laughs> Tonight, that's great. That really warms my heart. It does. And you can't help but be warm in a turtleneck. <laughs> Especially in this weather with the humidity. <sighs> my bald spot hasn't been dry since May. It's uh, all of my essential oils are cloudy. The point is, it's very warm. The other day, I was on the subway and a man took out his prosthetic eye. That's how hot it is, folks, okay? When you have to take out your own eye, when you have eye sweat, right? That's the time to maybe reconsider global warming. Like maybe something's going on there. You know, I have my doubts, but I don't know. <laughs> Something seems to be up. We're making the most of the warm weather, though, down at the wellness clinic that I run on the Gowanus Canal. Uh, we have a lot of fun down there, and if you're up for it sometime, I would love for you to come and participate in some moat yoga. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about goat yoga, but we do moat yoga, and that's where we pretend the Gowanus Canal is a moat, and Whole Foods is a castle, and we dress in our athleisure wear, and uh, some of us will do yoga positions, you know, to distract security, uh, where one of us will uh, sneak in undetected and steal some bulk hemp granola. <laughs> because King Bezos deserves it. Steal from him, he has so much, doesn't he? What about the rest of us? We just want some granola on our yogurt in the morning. Oh, we have such a great show. Let's get to it. And let's say hello to Shana Dunkelman back here. Shana, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great, that's great. Have you always had a passion for percussion? Well, <laughs> I started off um, learning piano and the reason why I started playing drums was because um, my rhythm skills was not up to par according to the Japanese Yamaha school system oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it was um, out of like not being up to standard that I started but now here I am so <laughs> it worked out perfectly yeah so F them uh, <laughs> thanks for Sorry. giving me an F, F Yamaha yeah uh, now, uh, you, uh, of course, you were out there in the Bay Area. I spent some time out there, uh, out at Mills College. Boy, that's a hotbed of experimental mu music. Can right. I call it music? Yeah, some of it. Yeah, some of it. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. And uh, a lot of uh, uh, great uh, improvisers out there are now musical improvisers. I'm not talking about uh, comedic improvisers. We do not need another scenario about fog and pour over coffee and rapid gentrification. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, yes and no thanks. This is a long thing about improvising. Anyhow, uh, uh, Shana, you're going to be with us all night? Yeah. And you got any uh, things coming up you want to tell people about? Well, I just wrapped up a bunch of stuff, but um, a band that I'm in called Balloon has released a record really, um, very recently, and it's been touring, so check them out on Spotify, etc. How um, do you spell it? B-A-L-U-N, Balloon. It's um, balloon. Spanish for oh. balloon. It's like, like a balloon. I get it. I'm learning a language, too, which is fun. That's so fun. Shana, uh, Dunkelman, everybody. Woo! 
Um, now, uh, Shana, I, I know we didn't talk about this before the show, but would you mind uh, playing me a little sitting down music? Something low and slow, like a mushroom-shaped phallus retreating into the darkness. <laughs> That's great, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I know. I, yes, I know. That's a terrible image, I know, but now it's in my brain. And that's why I don't do jokes about current events, because events currently are gross. Uh, I was just out at Shamayo, a sacred healing space in New Mexico. And there, if you go there, they have a, a little hole in the ground that's full of healing dirt. It's there by the chapel. You go in a little room full of crutches and photos, and there's a little hole there. It's supposed to be very magical. Now, did I put my hand in the hole? No. No, I didn't. I respect the boundaries of every hole. So I did not plunge my hand in. But it got me thinking about square pigs. It got me thinking about magical things that reveal themselves after a little bit of time and maybe feeling like, well, what's going on here? So I thought some of those uh, topics are things we could talk about tonight here in the deep night, and we're going to. Let's bring up my first guest. She's formerly of my hometown in the city of Brotherly Love. Uh, she's been in all the great uh, festivals, the New York Comedy Festival, Women in Comedy Festival. Please welcome Chanel Ali to the stage. Nice to see you. I have a microphone. Hello. Oh, how are you? I'm good. I good. wish I would have worn a black leotard. Oh, well, we can get you one afterwards. Okay. <laughs> the after party is very exciting. <laughs> That's scary a little, but no, it should be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, so how are you? Things are going well. You moved up here how long ago now? I don't want to talk about old news, but it's been... It's, it's been, been three years. I've been in New York City okay. uh, from so you, Philly. From Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and do you miss the history there? No. Uh, the Liberty Bell is very boring. <laughs> I don't suggest anyone go the to Betsy it. Betsy Ross House is even worse. Really worse. She really wasn't worse. living that well. No, <laughs> not, there's not much to it. Yeah. No. It's really, it's honestly the only thing I can say I really miss about Philly, and I've been living here a few years, yeah, so I've sure. had time to feel it out, yep. uh, is uh, smoking weed in cars. Well, that happens more there. Yeah, because I don't, yeah. I don't have a car here. Yeah, not a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. or uh, money for weed. <laughs> it's like I'm missing the components. <laughs> it's my favorite activity. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was in Philly, I, I, I would park my car to smoke weed, listen to the radio for hours. You know, just go on an adventure with the DJ. And yeah. See where we end up. Yeah. Maybe get Beyonce tickets. You know, you don't know. <laughs> so it's still adventurous. That, that, uh, was your job? Was my job? Yeah. <laughs> it was not. It was break. It was break time oh, <laughs> when I did absolutely. that. I had a regular job, but yeah. 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 You worked for a tech company. I did. Yeah. yeah. I did. Used to work for a terrible tech company that used to do a very interesting thing. You might like it. Yeah. We used to help people hide their negative search results. Oh well. So let's so let's say you know me. You know me, Chanel. That's great. I'm just saying, like hypothetically. Absolutely. Yes. You if did one were interested thing. in such a thing. You know. Let's say you got a crazy DUI. You know, like yes. a crazy one, not an average one. Yep. And every time somebody googled your name. Yep. 
Crazy DUI just pops up. We're like, give us $5,000 a month, and people will have to click page two to find that. (laughs) (laughs) And those terrible people will pay. (laughs) Oh, you're really burying it there on page two. Yeah, people don't click page two. Come on. You guys click page two? It's wild. Oh, you should. At least once. Maybe at the holidays or something. Do it. Because we get into page two and then page three. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's, I love it technology. Gets, it gets, like, realer, almost. It, it definitely gets realer. Yeah. It gets raw by page four. <laughs> he, he searches, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but now you, and you used to work for OkCupid. Yeah, I used to work for OkCupid. That was uh, my main job since I've been in New York, but I recently quit. Uh, and Congratulations. I did, thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, who needs it? You know? Helping people with love? I'm tired. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, people used to always ask me, like, what was the most uh, common complaint that yeah. we would get? And it was usually from men. Uh, via email, they would always say, uh, why is no one responding to me? My account is broken. (laughs) Can you check my account? (laughs) Sometimes uh, you send an email like that, and and then you think, oh, maybe it didn't go through. It always goes through. Yeah. I don't Uh, think there's been an email that hasn't gone through. You know know what my job was? To find bugs. And you know what I didn't find? Any yeah. bugs. Yeah, you don't mind bugs. <laughs> it's pretty efficient. It generally works. Yeah. Yeah. It's harsh. It's harsh for people to like it's a, it's an interesting like dynamic with men and women. Because the same thing happens to women on OK sure. Cupid. They send sure. messages, guys don't respond, we're corny, whatever happens, they're horny, whatever it is. Uh, but women instinctively understand what has happened. Yeah. We can look at the scenario and say, ah, you know, I missed I missed out. You yeah. know, I missed that one, whatever. There's a bunch of them. But guys are like I'm hilarious. <laughs> I'm really quite charming. <laughs> this technology is broken. <laughs> I'm gonna write an email, you know? <laughs> and that's scary. That scares me. <laughs> uh, so it quit. <laughs> and what are you doing now? Are you enjoying your unemployment? Uh, hell yes, uh, getting that bi-weekly, but also, um... You find I, a car to sit in? Not, I haven't, but I've been saying that a lot at shows, and lately people have been like, when I leave, they're like, you want to get in this car and smoke weed? I'm like, oh. <laughs> later, you know, I don't know. But, uh, no, I've just been doing comedy things and making yeah. money off of silly shit. It's crazy. That sounds great. Well, yeah. every, everybody probably recognizes you from the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I am in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yeah. It's seven seconds long. Uh, didn't have not one donut on set. <laughs> not a one. <laughs> we only had pretzel bites and like iced coffee for the thing. And when I started eating it, the food guy, I don't know what his job is, yeah. was like, don't swallow them! <laughs> you don't know how many takes we're gonna do, you're gonna hate yourself. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't know. This is, I made it. I don't know. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> so you might see it on YouTube if you click uh, any video that has to do with sports. It might be a seven-second ad that you can't fast forward. <laughs> That's what we hope for. It's the city of dreams. It yeah. happened. <laughs> it, is. it is. Sometimes it's not even food. Sometimes it's just glue. Oh yeah, I know. The guy was telling me that he had placed the salt on each pretzel. And I was like, this isn't salt. Come yeah. on, let's, you know, just, let's keep it real. Also, no matter how bad your job is, just remember there's somebody's job to do that. 
And I saw on Dunkin' Donuts pretzel bites. Yes. The director was like, what size mustard squirts do you have? He's like, I got a 12-inch, I got a 2-inch. What kind do you need? That's something I hope I never heard uh, here. Uh, how big are your squirts? Uh, Chanel, you also have a podcast, though, about uh, uh, being an orphan. I do. I have a podcast. It's called Daddyless Issues. Yes. Uh, I was a foster kid. I got taken away from my mom when I was two, and then I just moved around my whole life. I lived with random people in their homes with their kids or other foster kids. So I have a podcast where I bring on comedians who grew up in similar circumstances. Yeah. And we talk about how they made it through. You know, like, how did you learn that across the street? You know, like, how, how who taught you how to tie those shoes? You know, like, just really practical conversations about how we learn to self-parent. Because that's what we do when yes. we don't have parents. Sure. We develop skills to hold ourselves accountable, and some of them are good and some of them are bad. But we, we talk about all the real, the yeah. real shit. You know? Yeah. What, what's the wor worst habit you had that when you saw somebody doing it right and you thought, oh. Oh, your dad helped you. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I always think about money. I think about yeah. just dealing with money when I was a really young adult and how I just didn't know. I didn't know about credit or about... Uh, you know, opening the mail. It just didn't seem like a real thing to me. It was like, I don't know these people. What are they going to do, you know? Uh, so if I would have had a dad, maybe, to say, hey, pay that minimum balance. All right. Maybe I wouldn't need to be in Dunkin' Donuts commercials. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's closely related. But honestly, I, I feel like I, uh, I had a lot of good mentors. So I had a lot of good people around me that kept me pretty centered. Yeah. And any famous orphans that you look to? Oh, a ton. Uh, Marilyn Monroe is a great one. Oh, I yes. didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, Lucille Ball. An orphan. Very solid orphan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go off the cuff here. Harry Potter, real good orphan. Wow, sure. Really good. You would be surprised. And that's why the podcast is so interesting, because in fiction, we see that all the time. Like superheroes, you yeah. know, like Batman and shit like that. Like, it's a constant story of a person who had nothing and they develop this amazing personality and then overcome these obstacles to help other people. So it's it's a recurring theme that we love to talk about and then empower other orphans to feel like, yo, you're out here. And a lot of people don't know, but the UN defines an orphan as a person that has lost one or more parent via death or abandonment. So a lot of people don't know that they're orphans. And you are, you know? You are in this club. So it's, it's, it's a dope-ass podcast and you guys should check it out. That's great. Uh, and do, do you think that the, uh, the orphan experience has informed your stand-up? Because let's face it, we're all orphans up here on the stage with oh, the microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it made me really tough. Yeah, me too. Uh, and also, I always say when I talk about comedians that have parents, I always say, uh, it sucks for you because I don't have anyone to disappoint. <laughs> you know, nobody's calling like, are you still doing that shit? They're not like worried about it. So it's like a double... You know, negative, and it's like it's 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 hard to be out here on my own, but also no one can hold me back because they can't be afraid for me or push their limitations on me or whatever they see in me. That's not really who I really am. Like I have to hold my myself accountable all the time, every day. Yeah. So yep. yeah, that's what I do. That's terrific. And uh, yet sometimes you know, certain certain uh, you probably feel a little lonely as I do. Uh, oh, yeah. Often, I, I feel it often. Uh, sometimes at the diner in the afternoon eating eggs. Yeah. Because afternoon eggs. Yeah. That's the saddest kind of egg. By 2 p.m. By 2 p.m. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've seen them. Yeah. <laughs>
Hopefully our light bringers, aren't we, Chanel? We are. Do you have anything that you want people to know about? You have some upcoming shows? I'm always joking in New York City, all around the city. You can check out ChanelLee.com for all those dates. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And can you stick around? Oh, yeah, I'm chilling. Okay, we'll just you move, have to move? Well, You don't have to go all the way down, That's but uh, actually right. you'll get down there. All right, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Chanel Ali. That's great. Oh, my goodness. Well... Uh, my next guest, we're going to just keep it going, if that's all right with everybody. Sure. Uh, she's a talented uh, a comedian and actor, and uh, she's in the new Kim Possible movie that's coming out on the Disney Channel. Maybe you've seen her in Succession or at other uh, shows around town doing comedy. Taylor Ortega is here. Taylor. Thank you. Cool. Yes, thank you. Do you do a lot of tech tarot? I don't, I don't. No. I don't think I would be good at it. No, I'm afraid of it myself. I'm not good at delivering news. <laughs> you know what I mean? What if it was bad? I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, right. No, yeah. No. I wonder if there is a real bad one. I've only yeah, had I think there's reading. good and bad ones, aren't there? I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, you know. I had it done You've recently. You've only had good ones? Well, I guess so. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Okay. Charm guilty. <laughs> no, there's like a death card. I think there's like a positive spin to all but of them. But I feel them, like though. all of them are just like, well, something's going to change for you. Something's yes. coming up. Yeah. That's inevitable, though. So. Now, talk Thanks about, talk about uh, evil and talk about big changes. You're in this Kim Possible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm bad. I, I don't know what Kim Possible really is, except for it was a cartoon <laughs> yes. Uh, program. Yes. Uh, and That's this, the whole thing. It's a spy. Is a spy kid. It, she is not one of the spy kids, but she is a kid spy. <laughs> I don't know if that's more confusing than what I said. No, I, I can She is a child. Uh, the, the original Kim Possible was a cartoon um, uh, voiced by Christy Carlson Romano of Even Stevens fame, which I believe is an Emmy winning program. Wow. <laughs> oh, Christy Carlson fans, CCR fans. Um, <laughs> she was. She played Kim Possible, who was like a. 14 year old spy. Yep. Um, like, just that everyone knew, too, that she was a spy. It wasn't one of those things where she had like a double life. Like, she went to school, but also everyone knew she was like a spy. Do you think that's a good idea, having teenage spies? <laughs> um, if I'm being honest, I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for this. No, I think it's a bad idea. Right. I've been a teenager before, yep. and I don't. Some of, think some I of us have been. Yeah, and I was never good at my jobs. And back then. <laughs> what was the job back then? That oh, you gosh. I swept floors at a hair salon, was yeah. bad at it, had <laughs> very few responsibilities. I was like 14 when I started that job. I um, was like a hostess at a restaurant, biffed it. Uh, just like all kinds of like servicey type jobs that I just didn't take very seriously. Yeah, no, but but uh, Kim took took it seriously. She took it very seriously. She's yeah. very good at, at she she was like really the only teen spy in her universe, and then there were multiple villains. So that's crazy. It, it definitely is. I that's mean, nuts that they were all sh failing at taking over the world, and she was one child. Well, she sounds like she. Anyway, I don't play her. So pretty keen. Um, I I play one of the villains that is. Very very bad at taking over. So really on brand for me. <laughs> you play, uh, what's her name? Shigo. Shigo, yeah. Yeah. 
Sure, sounds like a lot of people. Because her did. hair looks like mine. That's all. And and she is a teen villain. No, she's my age. She's I'm tw <laughs> 29, and she's probably around my age. And she is technically a sidekick to a villain named Draken, yeah, who's okay. like a, a, a an older man. Yeah. But um, she does all the work. Like she fights. She fights the teens. <laughs> <laughs> that's most of it that's honestly most of it she fights the teens she's very yep. sassy she's also the smart one she's yep. all of it did, did you have to train by fighting teens yeah i legitimately did no i really did <laughs> yeah yeah they really made me fight them yeah you have a lot of martial arts is there a lot of going mm -hmm. but oh. i'm not good at it no because here's my argument is the teens are 16. That's how old their bodies are. And they're still, they, their muscle has barely developed. And so they're learning to fight and their bodies are just like very quickly picking up on it. Also, they're all dancers. I am almost 30 and my body has learned things. And then I have, there's a, I've been doing an amount of movement my whole life that is low. <laughs> and so they wanted to teach me new things. And they were so good about it and responsible and nice, but their faces were like, it's okay, just, um, we'll tie a rope around your waist and we'll just drag you over there. It's, don't try it again. It's, we're wasting a lot of money and time. So, so I appreciate uh, that because I'm gonna learn. Yeah, no, it's hard. These people get older. I'm so uh, now. Uh, did you, did you like? Did you like playing the villain though? Was that a fun thing? Yeah, it was because I don't have like a lot of experience. I don't have experience in kids movies and like kids entertainment yeah. or talking to kids or like being around them. I and I don't have experience in you know like superhero movies. All my all my performance experiences in comedy. So I didn't like I didn't have to change my brand too much for it. Like she just kind of shits on people and yeah. then kicks a lot. So. Yeah, that's, that's it. It was like I was like, well, I can do that. That's a relief. I do not like changing my brand. No. I like staying with it. What if I had to say something that I felt? Awful. That like really, awful. truly, from my heart. <laughs> Be hard. Not awful. right as I think it, or like in an earnest way yes but now uh, you're part of a shared universe you're part of a, a, a marvel universe you're going to be show up in infinity war what's going to i listen i don't know 100 percent how it works yeah. my instinct is no but never say never kind of because yeah. i haven't seen enough of those movies to know if they're related I'm, I'm part of a shared bathroom scenario now oh yeah you live in like a pod yeah it's not uh, well lillian moved in maybe. yeah <laughs> That's no good. It's not great. It's not great. But uh, and you were, you were, were you doing some traveling recently this uh, summer? Well, I sh I shot the movie in Vancouver. Oh, so City of Glass. City of Glass. City. It is a city of glass. Yeah. I went. I was trying to like relate to people in Vancouver, and I was like, "You guys have a lot of glass buildings. It looks like China." And they were like, oh, "We've never fucking been to China." And I was like, "Cool." I have. 
You don't have to ask me about it. Uh, but yeah, it had a lot of glass buildings, yeah. and then they have one street that has like cobblestone and brick buildings, and they're like, New York City, right? It's like New York City, and I'm like, well, sort of, I guess. Um, they're really nice there, though. They're really nice. And it's like nice. beautiful there all the time, and yeah. then you start like, look at our boats. Sure, yeah. Well, it may be helpful in future travels to try to relate to people on different subjects other than other cities that may be like or dislike uh, the city that you're in. I don't know. I know, it's a risk. I don't know. <laughs> it's a risk. They tried to throw one back at me, and I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> right. It's not like that. So go. And do, have, you, have you been out to uh, see any kind of like uh, cosmic places, any spiritual places? Okay, I have been doing ghost tours in every city that I go to. So I did one in Vancouver, and I did oh, one in Paris. Yeah. Um, so I try to do a ghost tour in every city. Vancouver, beautiful city, not a haunted city. Their most haunted, um, the most haunted location they took us to on the ghost tour was a place called the Old Spaghetti Factory. Um, it's a spaghetti restaurant where there is, I guess, a tr uh, the trolley inside the restaurant that is haunted. There's like a little boy in the trolley, but it's just, just like a little. No. I was like, no, cool. No, they were no like, we can't go inside, but it's really haunted. <laughs> No, no, I'm not buying it. So, frankly. No, no, no. 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 How much was it? <laughs> the ghost store? I don't know. My girlfriend paid for it. So. Look at that. Free. I mean. But I also did a haunted house in, in Paris. I went to, oh, sorry. I went to Paris and I did a haunted house. I yes. did do a haunted house. And, and there's shorter ghosts there. Yeah, there's, and, but so beautiful. Yeah, I know. So beautiful. Yeah. Were they creepy? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. all of Paris is kind of... I like a good spooky town. Like, yeah, New Orleans sure. is a really spooky oh, town. Oh, my gosh. That's a good place for a ghost tour. Very spooky, yeah. yeah. I've never done a ghost tour there. I, we, I, I was supposed to go in May, and I didn't go, so I'm like, oh, I just, like... Just missed it. Oh, I just missed it. Well, uh, I have a haunted air conditioner in my place. No way. And uh, it's very dis disconcerting. Have you tried asking it, like, questions about it? Well, it plays music. It just plays, business? like, broadcasts. And sometimes it'll be, like, Cuban national broadcast. Sometimes it's uh, garage girl music. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something that I, I do have I follow up. Uh, does it ever play just air out the front of it? Does no. It, ever it doesn't blow air out the front of it. No. It may be a radio. It, I think it's a radio. I'm not a Ghostbuster. <laughs> no, I think we're busting it. I'm not a Ghostbusteress. My bad. We can be women now. <laughs> and when does that movie come out? That movie comes out in 2019. I'm not sure when. I have my fingers crossed for spring because my mom's really getting on my ass to plan a viewing party for our neighborhood. So. <laughs> Where's that going to be? I, in our neighborhood, in my, their, one of their basements. She's like, what room's big enough? And I was yeah. like, how many friends do you? Yeah. Where, is, where, are we, where are we talking about? Oh, Jersey. Like, oh, she Jersey. wants to do, obviously. I would have guessed. Yeah. Uh, yes. okay. She wants to. You guys can't see the size of my hair who are listening to this, but he guessed right. Yep. It's, it's between Texas and Rhode Island. Like, where, yeah, size of my hair. But, yeah, they live in New Jersey, and they really want to do a viewing party, and I think that's really sweet. I think it's also important because none, me and my friends can't afford Disney Channel, so. No way. Right, yeah. That's the only way I'll oh see it. Oh my gosh, I hope to get Disney Channel money. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta right. buy a house first, sorry. <laughs> well, uh, well we look, I think we'll all be there, so that's Yeah, that's you guys can come, please come. 2019 is booked. Yeah, uh, that's just book Taylor every day. Ortega, everybody. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
that's a spoon that was bent by a ghost. That's why you were drawn to it. <laughs> Gotta stretch it out. <laughs> Our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, is a gifted stand-up. She runs the Sup Show, and a show called Outcast. Uh, she's got a brand new video series coming out, I think, next week. Let's welcome Faria Khan. Really nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Thank you. What's up, good. guys? How's it going? Hi. Yes. Wow. What a welcome. You've really welcomed us all into your circle, and that's welcome. beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. I appreciate your energy. Oh. Thank you. Uh, What's up? <laughs> I'm so mellow. To be here. I'm very chill. Yeah. I'm very chill. It's to hide all the anxiety inside. <laughs> Is that what What's happening? going on? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> to be honest, I'm uh, just trying my best. Well, Fred, you uh, you run the, the the show called Outcast and all that. Yes. Do you feel like an outcast? I think I do. Uh, <laughs> I think I do. Uh, you know. I grew up an immigrant in this country. Hey, USA, yep. thrilled to be here. And uh, I think growing up an immigrant here, you know, it can be tough. You gotta find your place. I, I'm a Pakistani American immigrant. I feel like sort of, a, I'm one of those third culture kids. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. Um, so my first culture would be that I'm from Pakistan. Um, my second culture is that I'm American. And then my third culture is I'm confused. <laughs> so I'm very lost. And, I, you know, uh, I this is how know. I turned out. I hope you guys like it. So. Yes, yes, I do know. Because I was once the only uh, Libra occult specialist in a okay. warlock gathering. Okay. Uh, Brother. I ain't talking about the odd guy out, you oh, know. That is wild. I heard that can be pretty messed up. Oh my gosh, we were all there at the Hilton Conference Center. Oh, just, tell me about it. Oh, the conference center. Standing in the corner waiting. You grew up in yeah. the floppy hat of the South Virginia. I did. I was in Virginia, yeah. the suburbs of Virginia. Also a lot of smoke and reefer in the cars there. Oh. Uh, kind of a suburban landlocked sort of situation and then before that I was in South Carolina so I would say I understand uh, the South. <laughs> Actually um, people tell me I have a southern accent I'm not sure I'm not sure what my accent is again just a bit confused so it's very relaxed which you is... know it's funny I think I'm getting concerned with how many people tell me I seem relaxed <laughs> because... Oh, you should see me at home really freaking out, so I think I, uh, I'm just trying to find myself. <laughs> uh, well, you take the time you need. Oh, thank That's... you. Can you talk to my mom? <laughs> She's concerned. But now you studied uh, conflict resolution. Wow, you really checked out the website. Yeah. <laughs> well, was I that know. because of your upbringing there? Absolutely. I was raised by really good immigrants. God bless them. And they really wanted me to sort of my brothers and I really take a traditional path that would lead into money. And so I sort of took the middle road there in college. I was like, okay, I won't do something creative. Let me do something somewhat practical. Uh, so I got a conflict analysis 
analysis and resolution degree. <laughs> and that was kind of a made up major. A lot of people are using it uh, to do good things. I actually studied abroad in Israel for some reason. And um, well, I think they have a conflict there. <laughs> oh, shit, that's why I was there. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I knew that. <laughs> Should have a good time. I'm so sad inside. Okay, so um, yeah, like I got that degree. I do tell people it's a political science degree because that sounds more real and that is like kind of what it was. So I feel like, you know, I do kind of have this knowledge. I pull it out of like institutionalized racism and, uh, you know, political Islam in the Middle East. And when uh, no one wants me to talk, I just start talking about that. So. <laughs> and people start to tune out. Is that it? Yeah, I have, yeah. A, I have a ton of good friends. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but have you, have you deployed that in, in, the, in the comedy thing? You know, uh, recently, uh, my friend had a show on 9-11, uh, and she said, called it a 9-11 show, and the whole theme was supposed to be people talk about their experience of 9-11, a uh, good, good idea for a comedy show, yeah. and um, shout out to my friend Rachel there, and um, I went there, and then I did some jokes about, like, growing up Muslim in America, you know, the whole thing, and then I was like, at the end of it, I was like, let me just try to explain some stuff I learned in college, because maybe that will put my degree to some good. Um, and it was just, I just sort of went off memory because I don't have any of those books or anything anymore. So I just sort of winged it. And uh, I don't know, I sort of accidentally yelled at some white dudes in the front and uh, I said some stuff about, you know, growing up in Iraq is different. It is different. And uh, also all those governments are dictatorships. So that's really, is this fun for you? <laughs> All right, so that was about it. It was kind of the same vibe of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it went. I think it went great. Yeah. Sounded like a fun evening. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you have this uh, character. You're well known for all your characters. Oh, You're thank a gifted you. impressionist, and you do everybody from the Kardashians, Kardashians, <laughs> yeah. uh, to the to the Bollywood uh, kind of people. A uh, little bit, and, yeah, uh, here and there, yeah. Yeah, uh, two two worlds I clearly don't know a lot about. Hey, okay, I'll uh, fill you in. Uh, uh, but uh, you also have this character, Ronnie, yes. which is uh, inspired by a young Ronald Reagan. <laughs> oh, that's the part uh, where that is a little I, bit misled. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> He's not at all. He's just a young teen. Yeah. You know about teens, too. You guys know teens? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. She's punched a lot of them. Oh. <laughs> and that is tight. <laughs> we need more of that. Um, keep him in line. <laughs> with their vape pens and all that. Well, um... The vaping. Yeah. It's so much. I, it's so much. The yeah. jewels and this and well, that. Ugh, come on. Anyhow, please. what's Ronnie up Okay, to? so Ronnie is like this character that I have. It's like, I tell people he's my little cousin. It's like me playing a 17-year-old boy in a wig, and uh, <laughs> he is an aspiring stand-up comedian. He's sort of like an open micer here in the city. And my friends and I uh, made a web series. I worked with some talented friends, and... Uh, we filmed it, we're putting it together, and we have a release party next Friday. So uh, I would love to see you there if you're kind of into the ISIS stuff from earlier, just more of that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm excited. It's like the, it's fun to make fun of boys, to be honest. It's sure. probably the greatest thing in the whole world. And uh, I don't know, he's just a 17 year old boy. He's really shy and sweet, and it's kind of fun to like play with uh, some. You know, uh, I don't want to say dumb, but you know, just kind of dumb boy. 
like a stand-up boy, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know what you mean. And of course, you you got two people over there that have done some character work. I myself don't know what it's like. But what <laughs> is it truly to, to create a character that you just, it feels so lived in oh, and that wow. you've been for so long? What is that like? Well, thank you. Um, you know, I think the most fun part of playing a character is you take what you uh, have observed of people. So uh, perhaps if you are an outcast or an introvert of any kind, you spend a lot of time observing people, and then it's fun to like take their mannerisms and make them make sense. It's just a, it's such a good time. I can't yes. really explain it. It's fun. It must be fun to really be <laughs> yeah. inside somebody. Oh, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you should try it out sometime. Take a UCB class or Well, something. you know, I said I wasn't really into it, but I have been trying to do one character. Oh, okay. Come uh... <laughs> on, <laughs> You care for a little bottle of water? <laughs> <laughs> It's a Cockney Uber driver I've been uh, trying to Brother, uh, you got a career. <laughs> you, better, you better pack yeah. your bags. You're going to Hollywood, Buster. It felt pretty that good. That was good, yeah. It felt pretty good. That was really good. Around. Are you going to read tarot or no? Uh, I mean, if you pick one, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, wow. Lord of the Perfected Success. <laughs> wow. Ten of Cups here. Uh, yeah. It is a sexy looking card, boys. Yeah, let's just see that up close. Oh, yeah, that's got a lot of cups. Cups overflowing. You've got a lot of projects going on, and I oh. think you're going to have a lot of great success with it. Right now, it's almost like I can't get to the bottom of the thing because there's just so much going on. Oh, wow. And I'm so excited for you and all these things that are happening. Oh, thank you so much. That is so nice of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're not going to do any Rami for us? Oh, you guys want to hear some Ronnie? Yeah! Yeah, it's up. <laughs> this is it. It's up. Yeah, it's going on, everyone. It's me, it's Ronnie. Um, I love stand-up comedy, and um, if y'all want to hit me up at an open mic, uh, you can find me at a Click in a Cave every, any second of any day of any uh, day. And... Um, I fucking love fucking Tosh.0 is my favorite show of all time. And it's so crazy because um, I love that Joe Biden has a sense of humor. Really? That little Ronnie. Oh, he's a good He was so well in his career. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, and you got some shows. Uh, Outcast. When's the next Outcast? Uh, that is uh, October 29th, the last Monday before Halloween, 8 p.m. at Union Hall. That's great. That's yeah, wonderful. Great Free a con, everybody. Thank you. That's so exciting. Let's start on down. And uh, all right, we're going to bring up our next. Shana, how are you doing back there? Oh, good. There it is. Kick it in. Uh, we're going to bring up our next guest. Uh, she's a wonderful uh, actor and performer, and uh, maybe you've seen her in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maybe you've uh, seen her on Veep or The Blacklist. Uh, let's bring up Lily Stein. That's wonderful. Oh, Lily, how are you? Grab the mic. I know. Grab the mic. There we go. There we are. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Happy birthday. I know it's Thank your birthday recently. You. That's just exciting. Uh, you are a Virgo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, practical, loyal, hardworking. Yes. All of that uh, ring true? Yes. Yeah. I do the dishes for fun. <laughs> oh dear. I do other people's dishes for fun. <laughs> oh really? Oh well, come by sometime. All right. We got a lot of dishes with <laughs> Save Lillian. them up, save them up. Yeah, yeah, oh, we will. don't worry. Uh, and uh, you, you feel good? You feel good about the birthday? Everything okay? Yes, it was the first time I'd ever thrown myself a birthday party and the people showed up, which yeah. I was thrilled about because I'm also an introvert and outcast. Not really. Introvert. Uh, and I had this, um, what I like to call a haunted beer garden in mm. Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, there's a mechanical horse outside that sounds like the poltergeist. And um, That's a nice it was a addition. great time. That's a nice addition to any place. Yeah. You have a haunted stick a, animatronic. Stick a, a, a horse speaking in a uh, light German accent. And like with a broken speakerphone yeah. that had rained on too many times. <laughs> Very calming. Yeah. Okay, you ought to do the voice for that horse if you're looking for a gig or something. Like that. <laughs> extra scratch. Not that you guys couldn't do it, but I'm just saying, it's so relaxed. <laughs> Lily, uh, congratulations on the Emmy win. This is great. The Thank you. I had everything to do with it. Uh, you did. I think you did. I mean, what? What would that show be without shop girl Vivian? Um, probably the same. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You brought a lot of spirit to that. Thank uh, you. To those few episodes that I saw. And you're coming back for season two? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. She does well, not find her man, though, unfortunately. Uh, oh, well, that's <laughs> Still right. looking. Leave some space for season three. My goodness, I want to watch the arc of Vivian more than I want to watch anything else. <laughs> that's, uh, it's uh, so wonderful. And the show is great because it's set in the 50s. Yeah, it's very uh, feminist. Yeah. yeah. Like this show. Yeah. Like yeah. The, <laughs> I think we do outnumber the... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> now, uh, I don't know about you. You grew up in New Hampshire, that's correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you if you had this experience, what you drew on to, be, to, to do Vivian, such a rich and layered character of the shop girl. Uh, but I was raised by mall. And so I would go to the mall all the time, and we had these kind of uh, perfume people, you know, they're very aggressive spraying. <laughs> very, I don't know if they got paid by spray or something, but when I was a kid, boy, you kind of dodge them, you know. Yeah, the goal the, is to get through Macy's yeah. to the toy stores before they like squirt you with right. them. That's and right. I had this awful experience. Um, first time I ever got a migraine, a migraine with an aura. Uh, we were walking through Macy's and one of them got me and almost instantaneously I see those like Pac-Man in there and I'm like, whoa, mom, I think I got like a sunspot in my eye. Like, I think I blinked it away. It wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. I'd make it all the way to the other end of the mall. And then I'm like on the floor, like giving birth out of my head, throwing up and, um, yeah, steer clear of those shockers. <laughs> Although... The perfume in Maisel, not perfume. It's, oh. a, it's uh, mostly um, mouthwash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Different colors of mouthwash and these huge um, decanters that are probably for whiskey. Oh, well. Yeah, but they uh, big old vials. Sure. Of 
perfume. Different kind of a headache from those. Spray. Different kind of yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Vivian back there getting high That's, in the mouthwash. Sounds like some, <laughs> some strong stuff you were having at the malls in New Hampshire. Oh uh, yeah. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, did you spend a lot of time at the mall? Yeah, in New Hampshire, that's really all you got. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite food was food court. <laughs> Which Growing up. part? All of it. Okay. I love all of it. Saboro, you got, you, yes. we have the, 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 not the perfume lady, but chicken on a stick lady. Sure. Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> like her. Yep. We like her. The panda. Although like MSG panda. also does cause migraines, so I guess I'm doomed. But, uh. You have a lot of headaches as a kid, did you? I did. Yeah. And as an adult. Oh, still going. I think my brain might be too big for its container. Well, that's <laughs> You might need to wear a brace or something. Yes. Or a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Or a helmet would be nice. Just yeah. something to take care of it. Exactly. I'm Maybe a little some worried. Of those essential oils would help. Oh, them. would you like some of those? Love uh, some. I got some in my trunk. <laughs> oh, we'll get them to you. <laughs> That'll be no problem. Uh, uh, but the show is fun. It's fun working on that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's long days um, compared to the show I just did, which was super fast. Uh, we'd be on set for like. 13 hours get there at five in the morning and all of a sudden it's whatever time at night and we're all there like <laughs> wearing wool and like well we gotta do the scene again and the scenes are very realistic they don't cut you gotta get from one end of the room to the other stuff has to happen like rachel's holding a dog uh one thing messes up uh they gotta go back and do it again it better not be you because you're the guest star co-star in the episode and you sure as shit don't want to fuck that shit up so uh yeah but then you, you're tired and then you look at rachel this is why she won the Emmy, has all this energy still after doing 13 hour days every day, not sleeping and having so many lines, you guys. And she's like, all this attention's on her and she has to be funny and she's wearing wool and heels and like holding dogs and pigs. Like, I don't even know how she's human. That's why she won the Emmy. That I'm does, not even like, <laughs> it sounds a lot like my process doing the show, but um, with heels and I got the heels. I'm in a turtleneck. There's a lot of lines. <laughs> I've been here for 13 hours. Uh, and a, lot, a lot goes into this. Um, a lot. Uh, now, we can't talk about the thing that you just did, probably. Oh, sure we can. Why not? I mean, well, I can't. I don't know. Hollywood is built on secrets. It's not Hollywood. It's CBS. <laughs> good, good point. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. Uh, we wish them well. Uh, but but you played a villainous, is my point. Yeah. You, you, can, you, you played I a villain, did. which is not unlike what Taylor was doing. A, a little bit unlike. I think Taylor's character is probably more likable. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Punching teens is more likable than yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would punch. You ever see a teen on the street? You didn't want to punch? <laughs> like a whole line of them come up, and you're just like, I either got to cross the street to avoid them or whack them all along. Get into it. Yeah. yeah. So oh, what was your What was the villainous about you? Are you allowed to say that? She went off. I get in trouble. There it goes. But wow. um, <laughs> she uh was committed had committed a, a revenge murder uh this uh lawyer that she worked for severely uh somehow was responsible for the death of her younger sister uh which it was uh, the sister died in a boating accident but she spent the last 12 days of her life uh suffering in pain so my character makes her boss this lawyer suffer in pain in the worst possible way, you can Google it, 
uh, Google worst possible way to die. <laughs> and that's it? And that's what I do to this man, with the help of two other people, because I don't have the strength to yeah. commit this crime. Sounds to me like frogs are involved. <laughs> frogs? I, they, I just off the top of my head think, what's the worst way to die? Yeah. Frogs are involved. I, they could, they could be involved. They're pretty out. Well, tune in to CBS. I mean, there's a better ad for CBS. I don't know what it was uh, or what it would be. Uh, now, uh, we have a lot of uh, powerful energies here, of course, uh, uh, between everybody, but also crystals and things. Do you get into all that, the cosmic uh, energies? I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to the Zodiac. To the Zodiac? Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. this too. I, I started yeah. this over the wintertime, and yeah. it, it sort of drove me down a deep hole where, you know, I draw the death card, and I'd be like, that ruined my day, or like, I'm going to draw one right now. Yeah. Uh, apparently, these are weird cards, though. So, yeah, I drew this one upside down. Oh, boy. Not good if it's a good card. If it's a bad card, you have hope. But, yeah, yeah. this is the blast. It is not a good card. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, if you get too wrapped up in this and you're, like, and you're in a place in life when you're counting on something, like, the boy you have a crush on to like you back, but it's not working out... <laughs> And you draw this card. What card is it? It's the blasted, it's the tower. Essentially oh, the, the tower. blast. Ooh, there's Hebrew on it as well. Oh my god. And there's a guy falling and he's uh, being electrocuted. So um, probably not gonna work out for you. Probably gonna have to move on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and the zodiac, I can't quit terrible. it. I can't quit it. Um, I nope. keep like talking to people with respect to it, like you're a Libra and and I'm a Virgo, so I, I would say things like, oh, you're a Libra, so you're always trying to please everybody, and in regular conversation, and I don't believe that the constellations, or the position of the planets with respect to the constellations govern our personalities at all. I think that seems like hocus pocus to me, but I can't stop talking with respect to the zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must be fun at Chinese restaurants. Uh, again, uh, migraines, MSG, don't oh, really hang out at those places, so. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes they have the menu with the Zodiac, that's why I brought it Oh, up. well, that's the Chinese Zodiac. So yeah. you can, it was some nerd online took the Western Zodiac and the Eastern Zodiac and mashed them all up. Yeah. So if, for instance, like me, you're a Virgo snake, you can Google it. I'm a jellyfish, and the jellyfish what? has a whole different array of personality traits that are even more similar to what you actually are. I feel like uh, you and Chanel should get into a car sometime and just work this out because <laughs> there's a lot going on and it's worth exploration. Chanel, what's your sign? Gemini. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. I gotta go. Oh, boy. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, we, we have the same planet. Mercury rules us both. It's the planet of communication. Did you say so? Yeah, <laughs> it's bullshit, but that's what it is. Well, it doesn't sound like there's a lot going on there. Uh, uh, now, uh, the thing that you did uh, is going to be later. Uh, you're going to be back for Mrs. Maisel. Uh, you get to touch an Emmy or anything? No. No? Uh, uh, that's too bad. Um, uh, and you're going to do another show sometime coming up soon? Yeah, the Fringe came back, and I, I, I had the balls to do a Fringe show. A Fringe show? Yeah. yeah Something yeah. that you've written, so you're going to be... No, performing. my friend wrote it, or a, a, an acquaintance friend of mine, and I'll be playing a teenager. Um, Stay yeah. away. Stay, no, <laughs> no punchy. 
uh, yeah, that's the one of the next shows I'm doing. I'm doing a thing at the Tank called the Seven by Sevens, which is like one of those ten minute play festivals, and sure. I get off on those so hard. They're so much fun. It's like a ton of adrenaline. Uh, my friend Zach wrote that play, and it's um, uh, it's kind of like a black books written by Salvador Dali. It's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm playing a concierge of a hotel. Oh, and I'm stealing everything you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love to run a hotel. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, we'll be looking for those things, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to make it here. I'm uh, so it all reached Lily Stein, everybody. Now, is there still another chair? Okay, good. I set out enough chairs for everybody. Our next guest is a wonderful uh, stand-up who uh, is also a writer over at SNL. She's got a new album called Donna's Daughter. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome Sam J. Yeah. How about that? Hey. Sam J, how are you? Uh, I didn't want to interrupt your dance. <laughs> I didn't know when to come, but cool, I'm good. No, I know, it's tough. <laughs> There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And uh, congratulations, because SNL won some Emmys, too. Yeah. Yeah, you were out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was out there. It was yeah. cool. You, you, you thrive in that celebrity environment? I don't know. I don't know. I have fun. Yeah, you looked pretty slick in a fuzzy tux. Uh, it was It was velvet. Well, it, it looks soft. It looks soft. Fuzzy That's is like... A dirty blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do velvet like that. Right, it's velvet. It's smooth. You look smooth. <laughs> you look smooth. And I'm glad that we're kind of matching tonight. A little bit. Yeah. There's something going on yeah, there's here. There's something going on. Uh, uh, now, uh, the last time that I saw you, Sam, mm -hmm. uh, we did a gig in New Haven at a college somewhere, and we were in like a, a, a school room, I guess. Was it, was it, we did literary deathmatch, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yep. right. We did that, and we had a nice pizza beforehand. Great pizza. And then there was, you were a little nervous about getting your train to yeah. get out of there. Yeah, because I didn't want to be stuck in Connecticut. <laughs> That's right. Alone. That's right. And black. <laughs> the, the fear was palpable. Many factors. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you made it. You got that. Got you, on my train. You were in Boston at that point. Yeah, which not a better place to be alone in life, but <laughs> still, where I'm from there, so from. it works for me. Now, in the time since I saw you, mm -hmm. you uh, moved to Los Angeles. Yes. You got married. Yep. You got divorced. Yep. You did Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. You moved to New York City. Yep. Got the gig at SNL. Yep. Comedy Central special. Yep. Netflix special. Yep. New album. Yep. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, in that same amount of time, oh, I, and, I, I bought three new turtlenecks. Yep. And uh, I joined a cult. So cool. We're all doing shit. I mean, that's great. Something. Would you be okay in a cult? Do you think you could thrive in that? Oh, I would lead a cult for sure. If I wasn't doing comedy, that's I'd be a cult leader. That's definitely what I'd be doing. Yeah. It's pretty much what I am doing. <laughs> yes. And what what do people have to do in the cult? Just I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have a fuck cult. <laughs> I think about it, like maybe I would. Yeah. 
It seems like the coolest of the cults, just a fuck one. Listen, I feel like no matter where you are, uh, it's it, all a fuck cult. It all ends up. Being, yeah, it is all a fuck cult. Sexual. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Even the crazy murder ones, it's like fuck then murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's all really There's about always the fuck. A little something going See, on. this is the problem. We just let people fuck. We would be so much better as a society. Yeah. Everything that's fucked up about us really is because we try to control how people fuck. Uh-huh. Like, outside of like babies and shit. Just let people fuck, bro. Yeah. It's all crazy because like some people want to fuck feet and they were like, you can't fuck feet. And then they got to go off and be weird. Then there's some dude who's cutting off feet. And we're like, why? And it's like, well, if you just let them fuck feet, bro. Like, let them find the feet that are willing to be fucked and let them go do that. Why are we in this business? Problem solved. It's so easy. It really is. <laughs> Freedoms is what That's we're what talking That's what I'm saying. About. Just let people fuck the things they want to fuck as long as it's not the babies. Yeah. No, so much of it stems from that. Uh, I think it's that easy. Primal let them fuck stuff. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Could not be more in favor of what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, you were out in LA. Did you miss LA? Was it nice to be back? It then? was. Yeah. I miss this just like good, clean living. You know, New York is a shithole. Yeah. So, and I love New York for its character, but it's a fucking shithole. It's a bad place. And and LA is just like, the food is lighter. It feels like it's really the food. I don't ever trust what I'm eating in New York. I don't give a fuck where I'm at. I don't give a fuck if it's a five-star restaurant. I'm like, this is a dog. It's not chicken. I just don't trust it. (laughs) You suspect meat. Yeah, it's just all fucking fishy here, man. But LA? But LA, I felt like I was eating like straight from a farm. I could just walk around, breathe fresh air. Nothing smelled like pee or Italian sub. (laughs) 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 The sauce smelled good. I smoked weed and then after looking at a homeless guy shit himself. It was a good time. California dreams. Now uh, we, we don't have to dig into it, but the, the ex-wife still lives out there? I don't know where she is. Man. Good, okay, good. good. Yeah, That's she good. went rogue after we broke up, dude. Yeah. She could be like living in my apartment building and I would not know. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know where she is and I'm scared about it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it might put you at ease, but no. No, man. Just, I don't know. know. She's out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the in the time though, I would say I got remarried after being divorced. It's just uh, wonderful. She has some issues with truth, and obviously, we're taking on a border, and that's problematic. But anyhow, uh, uh, do you think you would um, remarry? Yeah, I don't. I'm not against marriage. No. No. I don't. I'm not. Convinced marriage isn't for me either. Yeah. I'm, I'll try it, I guess. I don't know, man. I just live. I get it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't work out. Yeah. There was next. a lot of steps that fucked that up, though. So, yeah. you know, try to learn and correct it. And Absolutely. next go around. Absolutely. See what happens. Yeah. Got to keep jumping, bro. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, man. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I, I was down there in Austin. Uh, for a Moon Tower comedy. I happened to be down there looking for some crystals, and I saw there was a comedy festival, mm. and I saw you were on it, so I said, I gotta get over there to see Sandra. And then I came over there, and you destroyed. It was a Texas sports bar, and you destroyed, and uh, not that I should be surprised by that, but it could have gone any way. And you just killed that room. It was wonderful to see. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and you have the new album that's out that is also so impressive and beautiful, Donna's Daughter. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, you're happy with it? Oh man, it's my baby. Yeah. It's the thing I've always kind of wanted to do. So I'm, I feel really proud about it. It was, uh, you know, I'm an orphan. Uh, my mom died when I was 16 and my dad died when I was a kid. So it was just a real way to like honor everything she taught me in a way that made sense for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm real proud of it. So when people say that they like it, it matters a lot to me. So thank you. Yeah, no, it's beautiful and it's inventive in its form. Uh, there's uh, kind of a standard thing that happens and then you bring in uh, elements of your own personal story that comes in and music and- Yeah, and that was so fucking important was just to, I don't know, I feel like comedy albums suck. You know, like as a as a stand up, they're trash. It's just like, okay, now I'm gonna listen to a person talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. For whatever extended time it is. And yeah. it's really hard to get the medium when you're not in people's faces and just to like kind of listen to it. And I feel like, you know, comedy itself hasn't really grown in that way. As far as like everything's changed, media's changed, the way we consume things have changed, and comedy albums have pretty much stayed the same. So I was trying to find a way to make an album that you really just wanted to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you succeeded. Oh, well, thank it's you. It's really great. I mean, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're over there in SNL. You got the big season coming up uh, next week or something. And I know that we can't talk about it. Like I said, Hollywood <laughs> secrets. Every time I have some I really can't. Uh, she's, she's risking her whole life talking about it. Believe I'm me. not going to talk about I'm it. I'm going to get a call from CBS. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to do it. She's a pearl white lady. At some point, she can cry and just get away with anything. <laughs> They'll take me. But I hope you get a good Adam Driver sketch in for next week. I, I'm going to try, man. Yeah. I don't know what to do yet, so we'll, we'll think. Uh, I, I gather it's I've had most of the staff on the show by now, and uh, I gather it's, uh, it can be challenging. But I hope you're having fun over there, at least. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if everything's supposed to be fun, though. You know what I mean? Like. True. It's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. I feel that. I yeah. feel better. Yeah. I feel better because of it. And I think that's more important than having fun. I have a lot of fun already. Some shit's got to be not you fun. You don't need to have so much fun at work. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's okay. when I'm learning something and it's more valuable than when I was like sorting mail at a John Hancock or some shit. Uh, yes. Yeah. Or yeah. making Frappuccino. So, you know. Yeah. What's that? What's the secret there with the Frappuccino? Man, you know, I used to just get high and do whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> Seriously, I would just I'm come very to work, to hear that. fucking stone this out my fucking gourd, and I would just make up shit. But I became like the most requested barista at the Starbucks I was at, because I would be high as fuck. And if they ordered a dessert one, like if they ordered a coffee one, I was like, oh, you take yourself too seriously. And I would just give them whatever, you know, just straight up take the fucking coffee frappuccino. But if they came in for like vanilla or strawberry, I was like, they're here for the party. Yeah. They're not here for the fucking. They're not here for the Starbucks. They're here for the goddamn party. So then I'd like, ah, oh, you down, you down to get fucking wild? And they'd be like, sure. What do you got? And then I would just go fucking crazy. I would go crazy. And then they would come in and try to order it when I wasn't at work, and they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I had made up my own whipped creams and shit. I had special whipped creams that I hid in the back of the fridge. And I would high at Starbucks, bro. You take a fucking vanilla bean fucking frat, you throw the lemon pound cake in that bitch, Ooh. grind that motherfucker up. I would make my own vanilla bean whip. Gotta put a little bit of bean sauce in the whip. Shake, shake, shake that hoe. Saw, saw, saw that. Don't just fucking drizzle some chocolate drizzle on that motherfucker. Drizzle the chocolate, but then take a lemon, because I worked at a hotel, Starbucks. So we had tea. Take a lemon, 
Squeeze that lemon on top, baby boy. You got a drink. I think if this whole SNL thing doesn't work out, you definitely Man, can go back. Man, a little bit of a shake shot. <laughs> <laughs> house of drinks. <laughs> if I had liquor back there, shit. <laughs> I would be magic. Well, Hennessy, of... strawberry, frappuccinos. Hennessy. Vanilla. I would just put Hennessy in all yeah. of <laughs> All right, maybe not as inventive as I thought. <laughs> Sam's delicious. I'm... Um, well, uh, Sam, uh, I, I do, I do. This I'm is real silly, Dale. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just figuring that out. It's yeah. real goofy. Speaking like when I met you in Connecticut, I was like, this is a goofy-ass nigga. <laughs> oh, you goofy. Can I, but I didn't even know. Can I use that for the press? Goofy-ass nigga? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You got to record me saying it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. This is silly shit, bro. White people just get to be silly, bro. Y'all don't even get that's a privilege. Y'all just get to be goofy as fuck. Like, I was watching those ladies dance, like, y'all just got to be adults and be goofy. That's fucking crazy. That's right. That is crazy. As a black person, I'm always like, what is my utility in the world? White people are like, fart. What the fuck? Well, that's why I try to use my immense power. Uh, atop of this media landscape as a podcaster with tens of listeners to to raise up the voices uh, uh, of women, people of color, just all all sorts of voices. You don't go work. No, thank you. I feel like you and I would do very well in a buddy picture, maybe solving cosmic crimes. That would be cool. Would be good, right? like you like an occult nigga. I just learned yeah. what that was last year in LA. But you like one of them. And then I'm just like, like a Chris Tucker yeah. in a rush hour. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? All the time. <laughs> right. And you're yeah. like, you're like fucking with crystals. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Season salt? Yo, shit like that. Well, yeah. I like it. Yeah, something. It can, it can build. You know what I mean? It would be great. Because I don't know what crystals are because I'm black. That's fun. It's just, they're, just, they're just rocks. They're just, they're just shiny rocks. I'm so confused. What the fuck? <laughs> They're shiny rocks, and you pay like forty bucks for them. They love to make black people confused and not just let us ask a question. Like we could just go, "Hey, man, what's that?" But we're like, "What?" <laughs> it's insane. Hollywood sucks. Anyway. That being said, uh, you're gonna do some more stuff. You got another album in you? That's a lot to ask. You just did one. Yeah, I mean, I have to eventually because yeah. of a contract or whatever. Yeah. And do you have more, more, more things in the pipeline, though, that we should be looking for? I mean, if I'm not out? dead, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good, a good plug. Yeah, the plan is just to keep doing the things. I don't know. Absolutely. I, I, well, I, I wish you all the great success uh, because I'm such a fan. And uh, I, I just uh, I admire what you're doing. And I hope that everybody goes out and gets the album, too. Thank you. Yeah. Sam J, everybody. Now, uh, that... Oh, you know what? Yeah, what? I should say what the album's called. Uh, the album, that's a plug. The album's called Donna's Daughter. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Spotify. And you can get it on Tidal. Um, yeah, and it's cool. So, yeah. There you go. Now you can get it. That's wonderful. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, all of our guests here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh,
have Joe Lewis Stadium here at Pound Taylor Hotel right now. Ali. My thanks to uh, Shana Dunkelman back there on percussion. That's been wonderful. To the Deep Night Dancers from 96B Theater. Uh, and everybody here at the Sliver Room. Uh, it's such a wonderful night in the Deep Night. Thank you all for coming, and we'll see you at the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Wasn't that something? I mean, follow these talented folks and support them. The element you won't hear on the podcast is the lively interpretive movements provided throughout the show uh, by the Deep Night Dancers, Lillian and Audrey from 96B Dance Theater. They were just amazing, and I can't wait to do more dancing in future episodes. It helps to reconnect in one's body. Today's spirit reading goes out to Marshall Longgren in Massapequa, Long Island. Marshall, pay attention. Squeeze that lemon on top, baby boy. And that will do it for us in the deep night. Lucky numbers this week are 10 and 10, because that's my birthday numbers, and in true Libra fashion, perfectly balanced. Now remember, although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is created by James Bewley. Deep Night Season 11 podcast artwork by illustrator Candice Brorsma, with additional poster work this season from Scott Ballmer and Ronald Horn Industries, among others. Season 11 theme song remix by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode provided by the roster of Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Additional sound effects at the top of the show, downloaded directly from the Deep Night Ether. Recording studio services provided by Harvest Works in New York City. The Slipper Room is the venue for Deep Night live shows every other month. Thanks to all of our guests for making Deep Night a success 10 years on. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or listen in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Follow Dale on Instagram at Dale Seifer or on Twitter at Dale Radio. Now, keep your personal portals open, but this one has got to close. 